Over the course of 12 years, I booked anybody you can think of from Drake to Diddy to Floyd. My main focal point was building relationships. And so when I would bring people to New Orleans, it was to show them a great time, but mm -hmm. I'll be okay with losing a few dollars to gain a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I imagine me doing that for 12 years. You know, had I not made those initial bookings or took the risks on these events, I wouldn't be in, in, in this seat right now, you know? It has to work where it has to work. Welcome to Circle of Greatness. I'm your host, Nehemiah Davis, and today we got somebody special, man. So we already had one restauranteur on. We got to bring another one. This guy is a goat when it comes to restaurants, when it comes to throwing just some of the best events in the world, man, and just <laughs> all around amazing entrepreneur. My guy. Larry Morrow. What's up, my G? I'm chilling, man. How are you? Amazing, bro. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you having me. Your, 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 your name precedes you, so my guy Trap always talks about you like, yo, watch that. I never did this on the episode. Let's see if he actually answered a face, Sean. But <laughs> That's my dog. He uh, <laughs> always talks about you, and I, this might have been Clubhouse days, maybe, where my guy Larry out in, yeah. oh, <laughs> like he flies into the city for everyone. You got a, is it a February? It's a big event you do every my, year. My birthday you. party uh, yep. in January. In January. Oh, I know it's January Can't or February. fly in. Every time. One dog. time he bought a bottle for everybody in the club. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> that's him. And, and I don't even think he be, he don't even drink. No, he don't drink. Yeah, that's the second time I saw him do that. Drink. Yeah, so, um, man, he always just talks about just you and the game. And, and I think we're, I don't want to put. Were you ever in prison or no? No. no. All right, that's what I was saying. I don't want to put. I don't want to put. I don't know. If, how did y'all meet there? So Trap, we both from New Orleans. Yeah. Um, and so you know, both of us being from New Orleans, both of us doing our thing. Yeah. We connected. Um, when one time when he was in New Orleans, had had uh, lunch at Morrow's, and from yeah. there we just been, yeah. you know, communicating and just created a brotherhood. You know, yeah. like he always. Cheering me, man. Cheer, cheering me on. Like he'll call me, be like, keep, keep going, yeah. keep your foot on the gas, and just yeah. provide me with advice. He's always telling me what I need to do as far as financials when it pertains to investing into yeah. stock and different yeah. things and yeah. um, different things that I can do for my daughter. Yeah. So he's just always bringing great energy, yeah. um, positive dude, um, a lot of experience in yeah. his industry. So I value his opinion yeah. a lot, and um, just proud of him, you know? So yeah. we just always just, you yeah, know, that's, chop it that's up. That's how the energy, you know, bro. You yeah. always be speaking highly Yeah, you, bro. Like we was Instagram post, where to eat at? You just yeah. added all you your You hit me spots, the other day bro. and was like, man, look, man, I just want to let you know, Trap always advocating for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I sent yeah. you the screenshot. Yeah, and like, he yeah, always man. is, he always is. He's just an amazing dude, man. And just to see where y'all come from, where I, and we made it out. Like mm -hmm. that's always just, it's I was in uh, New York the other day and uh, Charlemagne was like, he said something about Trap, um, and I think Trap told, you know, Charlemagne, yeah. and you know, he's always, yeah. you know, definitely bringing me up. And Was that the New York event I saw you with Hove and everybody? Was that the same John that was somewhere else? Well, so, no, I saw, when, I, when I did Breakfast Club, yeah. you know, that uh, Charlemagne was there, of yeah. course, but yeah. um, the Hove event, you know, yeah. that was a whole separate situation. That was, yeah. bro, I got the, I got a, well, it wasn't no invite. I got a, you could be a part of, it was like 100K from what I saw, um, because it was a fundraiser and I was like, I'm in. And I, the last, that's the first thing I said and I forgot. So they was there. And then Derek, you know, you know, you know, Derek. Who's Derek? Um, Big Dave's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, so of course, yeah. he's like, bro, you got to come next year. He went to Sunday Hair earlier in the year, his foundation, Sean Carter Foundation, yeah. like a, she said it was like 100K for it. I'm going next year. To yeah. I, I need to smoke. 
I want to be in. How was it? you're you in those rooms all the time? But how was it just being? That was that seemed like a super high level room. I, nah, that's nah, where nah, it definitely was. was it? Um, it was. It was a great environment to be in. Yeah. Uh, around a bunch of you know cool people. Yeah. Great, great environment to network in and yeah. just connect with people. So, um, you know, you think you'll walk into a room like that? Yeah. It won't be mo- much networking going on yeah. because of the the type of room it is. Yeah. But you know, in actuality, everybody was walking around mingling, just yeah. connecting the dots. So. Yeah. Uh, I had a great time, you know, went with some friends of mine and it was pretty dope. I want to I want to hear um, you are very good at relationship building. So I watch you speak. You had a speaking engagement for my guy, Derek. And I was just listening to how you just really built your brand and built mm-hmm. your business off of building relationships. Yeah. And I think it's just such a important thing to do. So I, I kind of want to know the importance of building relationships. Right. But. Also, a little bit of your journey. I know you're a restaurateur now, like a bunch of restaurants opening a bunch more. Like, I can't wait till you bring one to the A. Um, but that started with you throwing events, right? And you yep. just built up to that booking Wayne, booking whoever you want, right. booking Meek. And But I remember you saying, yo, Meek came, you set all of these cool things up. So I want you to kind of talk, how did you get to this point, right? It was just, it seemed like a constant elevation right. that you did. So I would say... Um, like just at an early age, I identified that, you know, relationships were key. Yeah. Um, and that just came from doing the event, booking the first person I booked, which was Dred Michelle, bringing her to New Orleans, showing her a great time. Um, and her leaving and her manager, Marcus, and her friends was like, yo, out of every city we went to, you took care of us more than, you know, anybody, you know? And that's when she first got on Basketball Wives and was, you know, hosting a bunch of parties. But um, you know, so I'm like, damn, like, you know, I didn't even do anything. And, you know, they were just really appreciated, you know, the hospitality I showed them. So they invited me to L.A. I was 20 years old, so I spent New Year's Eve in L.A. And from there, I'm like, man, damn, like, I did all this happen by just me being being me. And I was able to build a relationship from it. So I followed that same regimen, you know, from 20 until now, 32. And so when I would bring people to New Orleans, it was to show them a great time. But, mm-hmm. you know, also just, you know, of course, you know, producing the event and make money, but that wouldn't always be the case. Yeah. So I'll be I'll be okay with losing a few dollars to gain a relationship. Mm. And so I imagine me doing that for 12 years. Yeah. I'm 32 right now. Yeah. Over the course of 12 years, I booked, you know, pretty much anybody you can think of from Drake to Diddy to Floyd to Lil Kim to anybody you can think of, yeah. right? And you know, my main focal point was building relationships. And so I would literally bring people to to New Orleans, show them a great time, um, in hopes of making money. And you know, sometimes I would build you know build these relationships with people. Sometimes I wouldn't. And it started off me using a booking agent. Yeah. And then I went from using a booking agent to not having to, uh, because of all the relationships and the reputation I built in the industry. So uh, you know, it, it was a you know just me being very intentional and strategic, but just wanting to you know show people a great time when it came to New Orleans. Yeah. And from that, so many different things grew. And I didn't realize back then I was planting these seeds to where 2018, I opened the Morrows. Mm. And, you know, all these people uh, I built these relationships with over the years, you know, will come back and support my business. So yeah. I would have somebody host an event and they'd be like, yo, you want to go check out your new restaurant? And they'll come by. But I remember 2016, I booked Drake. Uh, I did this event. I lost like $25,000. I had Drake right. and DJ so Esco. 20 what? 2016? 20, no, 2016. Got it, yeah. So that's when he was on Summer six, Summer 16 tour or something like that. Crazy. And I booked him, and I had him and DJ Esco. He's Esco. probably the low then compared to now. 
Yeah, I mean, it, I was still six figures in. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying, I, I think wanted to. Somebody say he's like seven figures are better for a show. Right. Yeah, no, nah, I, I was so scared to do this event. I was That's scared. what I wanted you to talk about. How, yeah. I was scared, yeah. but I'm like, yo, like, I was looking at like, uh, you know, even though I knew I could lose, I was willing to take the risk because me being from New Orleans, how do I connect the dots? I'm not in Atlanta, Black Hollywood. I'm not in LA, New York music industry, you know, so how do I connect the dots being yeah. on this island, being a city filled with so much culture, but being on an island and not having the 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 A-list, B-list celebrities there, you know, I always got to pay a, a higher dollar amount. So I'm like, you know, in order for me to build these relationships and which I, my past experiences, I built relationships by booking people. I'm like, you know what? I got to do this. Yeah. So when I, when I made that, when I, when I booked them, I knew I was possibly going to lose. And sure enough, I lost 25,000. And it was the best twenty five thousand I lost yeah. because I built the relationship, right? And you know, to the point to where I see him in L.A. I see C.J. in L.A. in uh, twenty eighteen. We had a private event. I'm like, yo, we gonna be in New Orleans shooting a nice for what video on Monday? Yeah. We gonna come by the restaurant. Mm. Now, Morrow's has been open for three months. Yeah. I opened up in April. This was like in July. Yeah. And so, um, you know, they come to New Orleans and the whole city's outside because Drake is inside the restaurant. So. That went viral, yeah. right? So in a, a relationship I invested in in the beginning of, like, well, in the middle of my journey, yeah. paid off, you know, a year and a half later yeah. by having Drake come by and, you know, just kind of solidified a lot of things, you know, because it exposed, you know, what I was doing to a lot of people outside of the cuisine, the food, and the vibe that we curate. Um, you know, it just showed how you can make an investment into something not knowing how it pay off, but knowing mm -hmm. it did, you know, so. Hey, you're looking at this and you're probably enjoying this episode and the strategies and the gems that I give you. This is just a fraction of what you learn in my mastermind, right? I would love for you to be able to learn more information on how he's able to help Carter Cofield make a million dollars in one single day, how he's able to help Rochelle Parks make over $500,000 in a day, learn how he's able to help Tevin grow his Instagram following from 70,000 followers to upwards to 200,000 followers within two months. And again, those results are not typical, let me be very clear, but they are possible for those who are willing to put work in, energy, and effort. If you're looking at this video right now, I want you to go to the website mastermindwithneo.com so you can apply to see if you're a good fit for our mastermind. This is specifically for someone looking to grow their digital business, right? Even though, y'all probably even know David Shan, Sleepers for Suckers, he's inside of my mastermind. You probably know Sonya, the student loan doctor, he's inside of my mastermind. You probably know Darius Daniels, he's inside of my mastermind. Those are just a few more people who are absolutely crushing it as a result of being inside of the community. So listen, if you're looking at this, right, and you're probably looking at the episode like, man, you're dropping so much gems but can you imagine how many gyms you'll get when you're actually inside of the environment, when you're tapped into the community? What I want you guys to go to right now is mastermindwithneo.com so you do not miss out on your opportunity to get tapped in. You will have to apply, you will have to get on the call, and hopefully you make the cut to be a part of what we got going on. I'll see you on the inside. Let's get back to the episode. That's good, bro. So funny, I tell people, bro, all the time about really paying for access like right. sometimes i'll be booking talent too and like, people won't understand that <laughs> it's like i like jeezy i booked jeezy for something now jeezy that's my guy now. Right. it's like but we paid first so a lot of these people you're also separating yourself from everybody else who don't want to pay so it's like i'll be booking people floyd like booking people to come speak for us and they'll be like well it's it's i remember marcus book magic 
And well, that was a husky booking. I think that was like a quarter million or something like that. Magic still owes us on this, but like, yo, I'm gonna mentor y'all. Like, I'm gonna fly out here. We're gonna whoop, whoop, whoop. But when that happens, it's all gonna be because of that initial booking right. and the relationship possibly will grow from booking. So mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, like, sometimes you gotta ask, what else is in it? Like, you got cost and you got value. It may cost this, but how much value that you're getting, you still see Drake or whoever you're saying, it's all love now. It's, it's, a, it's a relationship right. that you can't undo now. So right. I just think that's like. And a lot of people don't understand that value, oh, right? Sure. Like, I remember you said the Meek John when I heard that on the car. I'm like, man, you blessed yeah. me like that. And, yeah. and I know I'm sure it's all love. Right. You know what I'm saying? So And like, it's crazy. When we, when we was at the um, the gala, yeah. um, me and Meek and a few of us was talking. And he was like, man, Larry, like, you know, shit, every time I came in the city, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't nothing. Like, he, he, he paid. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't tripping. And it's like. You know, it wasn't like we just we just broke a lot of bread together. You know what I mean, I made a lot of money from situations yeah. um, that you know, just events that we've done. And um, you know, like like I always say, when you show up to the table, show up with something. You know, yeah, that's and good. I think you know, yeah. sometimes it's like you know, it may start off that way and and, and manifest into something much greater. But yeah. you know, had I not made those initial bookings or took the risks on these events and spend crazy money or just go above and beyond when people were coming to New Orleans to show them that Southern hospitality, I wouldn't be in, in, in this seat right now, you know? Yeah. Let me ask you this. How you show up to the table when you don't got money? What, what you showing up to the, what's some other ways to show up to a table right now for that person listening? Like, like I'm, I'm trying to add value, but I don't, I can't show up with money. What's some things you tell somebody? Man, I say, man, currency is not the only form of value you can bring, That's right? That's a fact. You could bring great energy. Yep. You could bring hard work. You could bring, you know, you could just bring, there's so many other things you could bring to the table, you know what I mean? It don't have to be, you know, in a form of currency, you know? So, yeah. I mean, you just gotta identify what your strengths are and, and just bring that to the table. Um, because, I mean, not everybody's gonna be in the same financial positions to contribute fin finances, you know what I mean? So, I, I just think that, you know, you gotta understand your value and what you can contribute to a table. And when you do show up, don't look, don't show up with your hand out. Show up with something, you know, bringing something, you know, offering something to you know help whatever the situation is yeah that's powerful bro i really be telling people that so what made you get the first i i feel like i just recently saw and i know part of the story but i want you i saw like i think it was your first restaurant you just posted on social media i feel like it was a throwback i feel like it was oh so uh we'll talk about what made you say yeah i believe your mom was in the industry or something first yeah or something. what made you say let me get in this lane so 22 years old my mom um, she had an opportunity to open up a, a restaurant. She came to me, I was 22. Uh, you know, life, you know, my mom at that moment, life was taking on that roller coaster ride. Yep. And you know, I, I was forced to be, you know, grow up a little, mm -hmm. just as a teenager, you know, I just had a little bit more responsibility from, you know, my later teens to my early mm -hmm. 20s, uh, of, of course, even to now. But um, uh, she had an opportunity and she showed it to me. And this was actually a spot my grandmother used to operate a, a bar called Pizza Stop out of in 1999. Mm. So in, I think, 2013, my mom, the spot became available. My mom was like, yo, we can get this spot. We can open up a restaurant. So we opened up a spot called Larry Poor Boys and Wings. Great location. We had people supporting, but I just think it was at the wrong time in my life. Yeah, I was young. I wanted to be in the streets and not just be in the grocery store, being that responsible, yeah. right? Um, it was doing okay, you know, but... One thing I learned from that situation was that, you know, you can't jump into the restaurant and put all your eggs into the basket and expect for them to 
produce eggs, you know, yeah, like yeah. so uh put all your chickens in the basket and expect for that to produce, you know, more chickens. But um it, it's I learned from that and you know, I ended up closing after like four or five months, told people I sold it, was so embarrassed mm-hmm. because, you know, my first, you know, really venture, brick and mortar, like it closed. Yeah. So that right there really um kind of just, you know, just made me get on my grind and had no plans on getting back into the industry. Um after that close, it's just like, all right, you know, what's next? You know, I just yeah. started producing events um, between my gambling habits and, you know, going crazy in the casino, losing everything to, you know, becoming, you know, 27 years old. My mom's approached me with another opportunity uh, to open up uh, this other location she found. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'm definitely willing. I've always been willing to take risks, even though I lost before that. I'm like, you know what? I'm much more mature now, five years later. Yeah. Um, I'm in a better place financially, have a bigger brand. So let's take another shot at it. So um, we decided to dive into it. I spent, you know, a lot of money producing this. Um, I mean, you know, the build out because it was raw restaurant, you know, and I wouldn't suggest anybody getting into their first restaurant to go into um have to do a full build out, right? If you can find a second, second generation, generation, yeah. Please do, because yeah. you'll end up spending a lot of money. Um, and you gotta extra, really know what you're doing. A hundred to a quarter million. If I mean, first maybe, generation, right? I mean, I mean, well, like just say if if you're trying to do a full build out and you got to do plumbing, bar, hood, AC, electrical, yeah. you know, like it's a lot. And, you know, you can negotiate these deals with, you know, different um, different landlords to where they do the build out. They, they give you TI, you know, tenant improvement yeah. to build out the space. But if you don't know, they're not just going to offer you offer money, that. you know, yeah, so facts. you got to just be privy to like yeah. understanding like what you can get from going to put an established business into a location, um, a different location, you know? So um, so when we opened up that, you know, I spent a lot of money, but I had a few reserves to where if we did need a few months of rent, I was able to cover it. Um, and I was just so motivated by the restaurant that I lost back when I was 22, Larry's Pro Boys and Wings, to where it's like, I felt like this had to happen. Yeah, Mom was going through a lot of things and I was so motivated at that time. So when we opened up, like, that she was able to focus more so on what she's great at. Yeah. Cooking. Yeah. I focus on curating the vibes. Yeah. I come from a promoter background, so I was bringing a lot of, like, I would produce events and bring people in town. So I had no problem with getting people to an establishment. Yeah. So I think that concoction was like the perfect concoction because she was able to be an expert in what she what she know how to do, and I was able to focus on what I know how to do, and that's curate vibes and bring people. Yeah. So when we opened up, line down the block. Crazy. And um that that really was the start of just moral hospitality. Yeah, that's love. And and the goal, uh you you just build them up, eventually do a roll up and sell the whole thing, or what's the what's the end in mind right now? You well, know? I mean, I think we always looking for an end. And honestly, like, you know, it's times where I tell myself, man, I wanna, you know, I wanna I just wanna build it up and sell it. But yeah. I think, you know, if you're cash flowing and you know, you have the 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 team and the support to continue to keep building and uh, keep running it up. Yeah. I mean, why sell, you yeah. know? But I do want to know the feeling of, you know, being at that table yeah. and, you know, discussing these numbers, deciding whether or not I want to sell. Yeah. I know it's coming. Like I was talking to one of my mentors, Sidney Torres today. Uh, he's like the trash king, you know, yeah. worth a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and I was telling him like, man, he was like, man, I'm so proud of you. Cause he was, I, I told him, I'm like, like, I know what's about to happen. Like I feel it. You know, and everything's manifesting, everything's happening, everything's growing. And um, I said, you know, in the next couple of years, you know, I'm sure we'll be in a position to where we can get a substantial offer. But, 
you know, is that the goal? Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's exciting just waking up doing what I'm doing every day. Uh, you know, I, I have no regrets. I mean, when I wake up, I'm excited. I'm yeah. happy. You're doing what you love. I'm doing what I love. Let's let's get in a little bit of the restaurant business because we got some people here watching who want a restaurant, mm -hmm. thinking about a restaurant. What's some things they could do to fill up? You being a promoter, you being a marketer, how are you keeping your thing booked and busy, bro? What are some things? One, I know the food got to be good. Is it? What's some other marketing tips or hacks that you recommend people tap into so i would say i haven't spent any money on marketing right mm, um good. a lot of what we do like i have a big email database which yeah. i don't use for my restaurants yeah. i use for my events yeah but the fact that you know i come from a promoter background i promote events still promote events i own treehouse yeah i'm curating vibes all the time Treehouse, that's a restaurant or a club that's a club okay right but so I'm, I'm 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 curating a lot of different events all the time how many you're open how many days a week treehouse three days friday okay. saturday sunday okay yeah okay. so you know i think I think you just got to understand, you know, your clientele, the people that you're marketing to. Um, I think with me, um, just being on platforms like this has helped expose what I do yeah. to a lot of different people. I can't wait to go to yeah. <laughs> just have a meet. I, I suppose this may be out by then, but I, Marcus is having a tour in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. So I told him I'll probably come on that day. I literally when said, I'm going to look it up and tell okay. you. But, but I said, I'm going to go on that date. So I could go support your restaurant. Right. I literally told him that I'll get you the date right. by the time we get off here. Yeah, but I mean, I just think, man, just understand your, your clientele and, um, you know, you got to market to them. You know, it's it, it got to get out and network. I built the brand prior to getting into the restaurant industry. Yeah. So I built the brand and me having a brand, like Rashad say from Earn Your Leisure, it's easy to build a business on the back of another successful business. Facts. So, you know, being a successful entrepreneur in event promotion when it came time for me to open up uh, Morrow's, it was a lot easier to build that on the back of what I've built previously and what my mother built. So um, the Morrow's being such a big hit, it was easy to build on the back of that because I'm from a city where, you know, we got coaching, we got food, yeah. right? Yeah. So when you come into New Orleans, you coming to eat. So um, I think just being, um, having a presence outside of Louisiana, you know, like I can go to a restaurant tonight and if it's a black owned establishment nine times out of 10, you know, they'll probably be familiar with my work because it's a small community of us in the restaurant industry. Yeah. Um, so it's just like being, I network a lot. I, I get on a flight tomorrow to go yeah. to New York. Yeah. Like I literally been to New York three, four times this month, been to Atlanta three, four times this month. Yeah. And it's like, it costs a lot to, to move around like that, but 100%. it's the price you pay, right? And, and it's the price I'm paying to continue to grow my brand, yeah. to grow my business, to expose it. And build relationships. To build relationships. Yeah. So I, I think I've done a great job at, you know, putting myself in those rooms and not, you know, traveling five deep or three deep. You know, when, when I when I show up, sometimes I may show up alone because I'm, I'm in the building phase, yeah. right? And so, you know, I'm not trying to travel with an entourage. I'm trying to travel you know, with myself so I can yeah. get these relationships and I can Lean. bring it back and, you know, we can figure it out from there, you know? So that's good. Um, I just think me being willing to put myself in those rooms, uh, be outside and network and um, just, you know, building business on the back of other successful businesses has helped me expose it. Like TikTok has been a huge help as well. Yeah. Um, but it's not necessarily TikTok me. from influencers doing it for you? Or? No. So like if you go on TikTok and look up Monday, like yeah. one of my restaurants on Morrow's, yeah. nine times out of 10, it might be the top two or maybe top five spots in New Orleans that yeah. you need to visit. How you come so, up with the name Monday? Um, somebody asked me that today. Um, I came up with the name Monday because I created a list 
and I wanted to do something that that felt good. Right? If, if it don't if it don't feel good to me, I'm not gonna be passionate about it. Yeah. So Monday just Monday just stuck out to me, and I'm like, yo, on Mondays we can do all day happy hour. Yeah. Right. So now we created a four day in the weekend, and we called it Monday. So on Monday is like we probably got the busiest Mondays in Louisiana. Yeah. Right. Which Monday historically in the restaurant industry is a lot slower day. That's why. I- they close. Right. And a lot of restaurants close, especially in New Orleans, but we probably doing with seven, eight hundred people on a Monday. Wow. And it's like, you know, it, it, it goes with the concept because it's all day happy hour. Seven, eight hundred people on a Monday. Crazy. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's gonna, a great concept. I don't like hitting my folks, but I'm going to hit you when I go just so we ain't got to wait. <laughs> oh, no, you got to hit me, man. You got to get that full <laughs> roll out. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got to wait, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this. So. You got Monday, you got Morrow's, you're about to open up a steak, uh, Morrow's Steaks. Morrow's Steak. Are you diversifying? Got Sun Chung as well. What's the other one? Sun Chung. It's an Asian American concept. That's a new one, right? Yeah, opened it up in May, okay. named after my grandmother. Okay, so yeah. Sun Chung, you got three, opening up to four. Four different, brand, like four different styles of food almost. Right. And I have Spicy Mango, a New Orleans Caribbean fusion, opening up this year as well. Yeah, and one more out. spot, but I don't want to say that one yet because I don't right, know it's coming out. But 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 yeah. what I'm saying is, bro, that seemed difficult to do five different restaurants. It's difficult. Five different menus, five different operators. Mm-hmm. Like I'm it's assuming, tough. I'm assuming now I don't know you're opening up all these different branches. One, because you're a restaurant here. That's what the Steven Stars, that's what a lot of these larger people do but it seemed like it's harder to scale that like pinky's only slutty right. vegan right? right they may be doing bar barbie the big there's only big days right. so you can duplicate the formula i feel like what you're doing is extremely hard because you it is hard it, yeah it is hard and like you know it's it's like of course i can't put more than one morrows in new orleans that, and I that's why i was I asking wouldn't. are you doing that because of i can't have a uh, morals on every corner, like, right? Now, that, I, I, and I don't want a morals on every corner, yeah. right? Because I think then you'll kind of like uh, I was in a a meeting yesterday with um, a huge um, hospital, uh, well, hospitality group, yeah. And they were saying the fact that they opened up three locations, it kind of diluted, you know, other ones, right? So essentially, if you keep people going to one location for that one cuisine, it's like you could maximize. But I think. You know, it is it is a lot harder to open up all these different concepts, right? After these few concepts I have opening up, I'm no longer opening up any more concepts unless it's worth it. You gonna see which one performs oh, no. better out of Morrow's is the one that we're taking. You know, like like my realtor hit me the other day in Atlanta. When I hear you know, Morrow's, bro, I think about Morgan Steakhouse. I think about what's the joint here in Atlanta? They got this crazy Hawaiian steak. Uh, golly. Houston's oh, Houston. like I think about McCormick and Smith. That's you a lot of people that, that staple brand with with Mar- Well, all of them, but Morrow's. I I feel I feel that kind right. of you like you know, I feel that's that joint to be in every major city in the world. And, and that's the goal. Like so, right now on our roadmap, we have Houston, Atlanta, New York, Miami. Yeah, so that's the four cities we um we we're working on. And uh, you know, even I had a conversation the other day about Miami. My good friend uh, David Berry, he has a development coming to Miami, Irby. It's a um, huge apartment complex. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we had a conversation about Morrow's going inside of that location um, in the retail part of it. Um, but, yeah, we're definitely going to expand Morrow's. Like, the goal is not to continue to, you know, the ones that stick, you know, like, of course, Monday. I can see Monday being, you know, in different cities, um, 
it, it performed extremely well. Uh, it's a great vibe, indoor, outdoor, majority outdoor. But it's a pretty cool concept, so I can see that, you know, us taking that elsewhere. But right now is to get these new locations open, you know, uh, and, and not go any wider. Just go higher, you know, yeah. just go up. Good, and um, we, we're, we're building our systems to where, you know, we got the same blueprint. The thing that changes is the menu, right? When it comes to measuring our food costs, our, you know, our, our POS systems, our whole nine, like we're doing everything the same. It's just it, the production is different when it pertains to making the food or yeah. prepping and different things like that. Like today was uh, one of my meetings before I flew out, um, 9 a.m., you know, like my, 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 my core team is growing. You know, I have over 300 employees, but in this core meeting, and this wasn't everybody, it was, you know, at least 12 to 15 of us. And this table just getting longer and longer. And, you know, we had a bunch of people missing, but... Um, you know, I just see what we're building and, and the passion that's behind it. Like everybody who's on my team, they, they're just not here just to be here. They're here because they want to be here and they love it and they're passionate. So, you know, when you got people on your team that's committed just like you are, it's like, how can you lose? Yeah. So I'm so like, the reason why I'm going so big right now is because I'm so motivated by what I have around me and the passion that, you know, that my team has. Yeah. Because if you got people that supporting you, man, it's so easy to do. No do numbers, you know? Yeah. Hey guys, listen, I gotta stop the episode. You're probably watching this and already, if you're like me, you already booking your flight right now to New Orleans. Like, you thinking about going to Monday, you thinking about going to Morrow's, you thinking about going to Morrow's Steaks, you thinking about going to Spicy Mango, you thinking about all of those things, right? And you probably like, man, once I do all of that, I gotta turn up at Treehouse. I want you guys to go to morrowshospitality.com right now. It will give you the list of all the different restaurants. Go search all the Instagrams or just search best restaurants in New Orleans. These should be the only things that come up, right? So listen, this is approved. These are the best spots in New Orleans and make sure you guys go tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And, and listen, as soon as you leave Bourbon Street, don't eat nowhere else <laughs> but at Morrow's Hospitality, y'all. Uh, let's get back to the show. So, Let me ask you, are you doing any cross marketing between the restaurants? Like go to this restaurant, try our other spots. Yeah, I know. So so I, I recently hired like months back, I hired a reservation manager. Yeah. So before I didn't have a reservation manager, like I would like if VIPs come in or people hit me up, like, yo, I need reservations. Or like, you know, she even just answered the daily phone. We have one number, um, one phone that gets answered. She'll take, you know, she may pick up a call for a reservation, like, hey. You know, if you're trying to do something on this day, we can put you at our sister restaurant, Morrow's, or yeah, Sunshung, or Monday. Then everybody go to Treehouse that night. So, yeah. you know, it's really like we've, we really got, you know, when you come to New Orleans, there's a lot of people that come and they're hitting all four spots. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do next right? time I'm there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so it, it's become like, you know, as you grow, you start to build out systems. And as you talk to other restaurateurs and people in the industry, you start to see how, like, the things you can add to your system to make it better, things that you What's can- What's the largest joint? A restaurant. Uh, Monday is thirteen thousand square feet. Yeah, I mean that's big. Damn. That's yeah. A, how many people that doing? Sit. Like two hundred and some people. I mean, we might we might see like we might not max it out. You know, we probably do maybe like one eighty two hundred, but we can see more. Ooh. But I just built out like a half million dollar kitchen in the yeah. back. It's a lot of chefs in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of cooks, but man, I just built out this big ass kitchen, man. Yeah. Thirty two square foot hood. Yeah. I mean thirty two foot hood. Yeah. And man, it's huge. Like it's like. Still everything. It's it's Bro, a real production how kitchen. Do you, you know? do, yeah, hundred and eighty people at simultaneously, dog. I don't I, I didn't I didn't I didn't think we could do that, but when, once you start to figure out systems, man, and you got a team that's passionate, like shout out to Cedric Ed and everybody else, Deoria Macy, like, 
you know, like these are things that last year we were like, how are we going to do this? You know, how are we going to get the food out fast? Like I would go, I went to Bubby's in, um, in New York and uh, it's a famous brunch spot. And I sat down, ordered food, food came out in five minutes. So I get to talking to the, uh, to the manager. I'm like, yo, like, how did y'all do this? Yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm in the industry. And, and I just started to talk to him and he, he showed me, he brought me downstairs into the kitchen, showed me the kitchen. I was like, this is how we do it. So it's basically like, sometimes we try to cut, we try to save on labor by having a few people, but in actuality, you could turn more tables if you just put three more, three, four more people on the line. Yeah. It may cost you a little bit more, but you can produce way more, turn but, more but tables. You, but the experience, right? Five minutes, you telling that? Look at you, you, you not gonna forget, yo. They had that food out there, right? Right. Five minutes. Though. So you know, you might have to spend a little more money, but when you turn more tables, you can make more money. And yeah. so when people know that they can come wait in the line, we may have an hour wait, but it goes by fast because we're turning tables. It, it makes it easier. So. I think my team did a great job just figuring out a system that works for us to where we can pump out. Like on a Saturday, we may do anywhere from twelve to fifteen hundred people. Wow! You know, so um, that's at one spot. That's at one spot. Whew. On Saturdays, like every spot, Jam. two three hour wait. You yeah. know, it's jumping. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, from I'm treehouse to Monday yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. I definitely got hit so, your line, dog. It's a blessing, man. It's a blessing just to. Um, you know, just to, you know, have these businesses operating the way and they you are. Constantly re talk to these entrepreneurs about the importance of constantly reinvesting. Because you're not just opening up new restaurants without investments, right? right? So, like, there's a lot of people here, like, they start making the money and they just, they You want to take it, you want to go buy stuff, you yeah. want to do this and do that. Yeah, but, bull crap. I mean, you got to let your account build up, you know? Not your personal account, your business account. And have reserves and be willing to make those investments whenever a convection oven go out or, mm -hmm. you know, when, whenever you need new equipment, freezer go out. You know, sometimes we try to postpone it to, you know, not get it done. But, you know, we so proactive. When something's not working, we either getting it fixed or we getting a new one. Yeah. Um, and then making investments and, and, and sitting down with your team to see how you can uh, figure out how to make everything run more efficient, right? Yeah. We want to run more efficient. We want to be able to... Uh, have a kitchen and support our kitchen so we built a new kitchen right we literally took a raw space in a warehouse connected to monday um and literally have a 12 foot hood and a 20 foot hood and we got big old catering like catering equipment so we can make our gumbo we can make our etouffee in batches right mm. so now my now my cooks don't have to sit there and make a few batches that can only fit on the stove they can cook for a thousand people in one you know one whoop. yep so it's just really just identifying ways that you can really um, just take it up a notch, expand. But yeah. you know, when you got a team and y'all passionate about it, everybody's sitting down collaborating with different ideas to see how we can get better. Yeah. And I think that's what we do a lot. We meet a lot and talk about how we can get better. Yeah. And we put how often y'all meet and it. talk about how to get better. Well, so we have we have weekly meetings, we have daily meetings. Honestly, like I'm all in. Yeah. And I gave up a lot, like different, like I was focusing on real estate at one point and different things. But like my main thing right now is events and hospitality. Yeah. I was trying to do 20 different things, but when I really started to, you know, just focus on just a couple things, that's when things just really started to grow. Yeah. Let me ask you, what's some, well, evidently that's one mistake, focusing on too much. What's some mistakes that you could tell entrepreneurs when they getting in this game or just business paired to look out for? Because my biggest thing on my platform now is how do I save people from getting these haircuts, Losing fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, yeah. a million, ten dollars. Like, what's some things that yo look out for this as you continue well, to rise? What's some things I think that you I share? think you can avoid a haircut, right? You some, can't or can you can't, right? Right? You well, gotta, some you can. 
Well, some you can, but I yeah. think it's all a part of the, the learning. I think yeah. you you can you, you can you can limit it. Yeah, but limit. I think you can't avoid it. Yeah, right. You can limit it because even me having mentors, I think the best way to avoid a lot is having mentorship. Yeah, hands down. Period. You got people that's more experienced than you in the industry that you're trying to get into, and you, if you ask a lot of questions, you can avoid those haircuts, right? And I've been blessed to have people in like real estate industry, like Sadat Spencer, JC, Cindy Torres, who would give me advice. And, you know, I would call and ask a million questions. Like, I know I'm aggravating, yeah. but when I want to know something, yeah. and, you know, a lot of people, they would like really give me advice because they, see, they saw my passion behind it and how much I wanted to know. Yeah. And so, like, I, I, I'm a student every day, you feel me? So, like, I'm, I'm calling and asking a lot of questions. So, I just think that it's important to, uh, you know, ask as many questions as possible. But surround yourself with people that with more experience than you that can give you guidance along the way because you know Kenny Burns he's been a great mentor of mine, Cannon Jasper, yeah. um, Big Duffel like you know a lot of people have you know helped me become the man I am by just you know giving me guidance you know yeah. in different areas of my life. Crazy bro, listen bro, so mentorship for sure. And I keep I keep preaching that to people. I'm happy you said it, man. It's mm -hmm. one of the most important things that's impacted my life, mm -hmm. man. So. Bro, thank you for coming on the show. No, I appreciate bro. you, it brother. Was straight fire, super insight. Let everybody know how they could tap in with you and about the restaurants, bro. So when y'all in New Orleans, they could pull yeah. up. So if you're in New Orleans, um, you could tap in with me on Instagram, Larry underscore Morrow. Um, you can Google Morrow's. Just you know, just just look up the best places to eat in New Orleans. It'll guide you in all the right directions. Or you know, one of the big advocates have been like a lot of Uber drivers and just you know when you touch down in New Orleans, man, I'm blessed because. A lot of people they advocate for our businesses, right? Yep. So you know the Uber driver, the hotel receptionist, and everybody they're guiding you in our direction. Yeah. Um. So you know when you when you pull up to New Orleans, man, just look us up. Morrow's Monday, Sun Chunk Treehouse, Morrow Steak, Spicy Mango, and a new spot on the way. Yeah. So woo, um, I better tap bang taking over yeah. New Orleans, y'all. Yeah. So you know we about to expand, man. So I thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it, bro. Let's go. Thank you. And just like that, y'all, another crazy episode, man. When y'all in New Orleans, man, make sure y'all go tap into every rest. I want you to do a run. Monday, you go into a spot. Tuesday, you go into a spot. Yep. Wednesday, you go in the treehouse to celebrate. Like, make it. By the end of the year, we'll have one for each day. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that. People talking about driving a car every day. You're talking about which one of businesses you could visit every day. So yes, make sure y'all tap in, y'all. We'll see y'all in the next episode. See ya.